overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Hey, welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. How are you doing, Laura? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, you're getting better, Laura. I feel like that was a better, a better lead-in. I feel like it was. But on my part, you always do well. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm awkward that. and don't know what to say when we start. You're something. I mean, I feel like if you were our guest, you would realize how awkward it truly is. Now at this point, we've <laughs> right. gotten to the awkward part. <laughs> we were, if, and, and if it wasn't awkward to begin with, we're going right. to make yeah, it Right, I made it. I made sure we got to the awkwardness. That's right. Well, tonight we, we are interviewing Alina Sage. Hi, Alina. Hello. Hi. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for doing here. this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Laura, have you, do you know Alina from, I, I, uh, from you, know how, you know, one of the first, no, the first Sunday, my husband and I were there. It was back when there was only one service at 1015. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, look, there's another interracial couple yes! over there. And yes! I turned around and they were both looking at us. Yes, probably. We were saying the same thing. Yeah. And we were like, hey, yeah. We're, and then Daniel was like, his hair is awesome. Uh, yeah. So there was like that moment of like, yeah. there's not just a bunch of white people here yeah. at this church. Mm-hmm. So you were that person. No. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, so, and then I think we met shortly after yeah. and um, don't know each other super well, but I know I like you. Yes. Already. yes. And yes. I had the pleasure yes. of working with Alina on the women's retreat committee. Mm-hmm. And then also she was so sweet to help with the Seder dinner. And so she was one of those go-to people that was mm-hmm. up there and helping all day long. And so I got to know her a little bit there. So we're excited mm-hmm. to interview her today. But Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's um, just tell us about yourself. So what we have as our official question is just basic bio. Okay. I sometimes can get a little bit too into the basic bio because I love hearing people's stories. So tell yeah. us as much or as little as you would like to okay. about your, your childhood, teenage years, all to this point. Okay. Um, I'm Alina Sage. Um, I'm from Dallas. Grew up in this Richardson area. Went to Westwood. Well, Classical Magnet, Westwood, and Richardson High School. Um, I am from a family of um, believers, a strong heritage. Uh, my grandma and grandpa love the Lord, and my parents do too. Mm-hmm. So we grew up in a home that just very loving. Um, everybody in middle school thought my dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. He traveled for work, but he would show up at like my games and like his bow tie <laughs> and his hat, you know. Aww. But not a pastor. So um, he didn't get kicked out of YMCA basketball. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 not, not the Rod Father. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, so and his name's the Rod Father. Well, that's his nickname. Well, that is that is the nickname that the guys in my youth group gave him. Nice. They called him Rodzilla or the Rod Father because my dad's pretty big. Pretty my big dad guy. got called Special Ed. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> really? He is though. We love him. He's so like he's he such a neat special. guy. Yeah. He is. Special yeah. and weepy. Yes, that's right. Weepy. Yes. yes. He is. Anyway, um, the Rodfather did so not get kicked out of basketball. He did not. Games. He did not. Um I brought up my dad just because he and my mom both have been really instrumental mm-hmm. in my faith. I mean, my dad reads through the Bible at least twice a year, like front wow. to back, and you know they're even always Leviticus. studying even Leviticus. Oh, yes, wow. yes, and so just very knowledgeable. You can go to them with questions, and um, yeah. So grew up here in Richardson. Parents loved the Lord. Was saved at a young age. I think I was in the third grade. And it was preteen camp. It was either, I don't remember exactly. Some people remember, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish that I did, but I don't have a good memory. <laughs> um, but it was either preteen camp or GA camp. And GA is Girls in Action. Yes. It's, it's like Girl Scouts. For, Super Baptist. For Baptists. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just remember praying one night with my parents, you know, and they were also excited, and Mom was crying. <laughs> and then I remember, like, walking down the aisle at church, you know, to go tell the pastor and everything, making the statement of faith. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm one of three girls. I'm the middle. I have an older sister. She's five and a half years older and she lives in LA. Mm -hmm. And then I have a younger sister who's around two years younger and she lives in Miami. So we're literally stretched across the country in, in birth order. Um, and you stuck close to home. I stay close to home, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a private school in Colorado where I played volleyball. Um, I know. We, and, I did not know this yes, about I know. you. I keep meaning to tell you we need to, like, get her to coach coach our girls. Like, do Well, I mom. saw your daughter walk in and was like, oh, my gosh, yes. The and legs. You, yes, she knows, like, yes. The volley, she like, looks, yes. yes. I didn't you know one about you. Thing. I felt like I, I knew quite a bit about you, but not that. Yeah. So... But all that to say, yeah, I went to school in Colorado, and then I didn't have a job, and my parents, they told all of us, you know, you guys are more than welcome to come home and live here and work, and so I definitely took them up on that offer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went home and actually worked and lived with them until I got married. What did you major in? My degree is in biology. Oh, okay, so perfect fit, because you're a drug rep. And she totally looks like a drug rep. Oh, <laughs> that's a compliment. When I was doing ER, I remember one time describing to the attending physician, uh, like after I had done a physical exam of a patient, I was like, she's the one that looks like a drug rep. Yeah. <laughs> and then you meant... I, I, oh, they oh, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I know which one that is. Yeah. I've been working with... They look good. Three oh. girls. I've been working with the girls about, like, talking about, um, we see what God sees. And what does God see? He sees the heart, and he mm-hmm. sees these attributes, and we've really been talking about that. So, so Especially as dating suit season is upon us, and I'm Woo! making all sorts of decisions about if they can wear two pieces or not. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we've been talking about what God sees, and God sees the inside, and they know what that means. That being said, yes, you are very beautiful. Oh, <laughs> your outside you. thank you. is very, very beautiful. And so thank is your inside. You. So you just yeah. got the whole package. Oh, and you played volleyball. Well, Goodness. Mm-hmm. And you majored in biology. Well, it's so funny because I am not like a math minded, like math, the mathematical sciences, I did not do well. Mm-hmm. And I just put that out there, but I love animals. I love nature. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll major in this. And so after I graduated, I thought, you know, I, I kind of want to go to vet school, mm-hmm. so I worked for a vet, um, 
for you about know, a year. I'm an animal science major. That's what my undergrad you is. You are? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. But when people ask so, me in college, like, oh, so do you love animals? I'm like, uh, they're okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, I like Steve. I mean, yeah. I, I really like Steve, but I'm not an animal lover. I was in that because I was like, uh, it's the, the responsibility of human life was felt a little bit too heavy mm-hmm. for me. And then now I'm a PA, so I'm like, I can still, like, always kick it to the physician, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah I got yeah. some of the weight, but, like, you know, I got yeah. a backup. I have whatever we're going to call my edit alert quickly. <laughs> it's super quick. I think vets are some of the kindest, gentlest souls mm-hmm. on the planet. And having had put down two dogs at this point. Oh, man. Um, they are so sweet. And the Arapaho Road Animal Clinic that we go to, not a sponsor, Still getting a plug. <laughs> but you could sponsor us. Yay. Um, yeah, I like that we have to specify that I they're not a sponsor because we have I, so many sponsors. I use Richardson Veterinary Clinic. Also not a sponsor, but they could be. Um, they <laughs> send me a le- they've sent me letters with the whole staff that has yeah. signed. And the vet like has specifically written something about our dog and something he remembers about us. It's... The sweetest thing. Yes, sweetest. Mostly because we, my husband, who I've seen maybe cry a handful of times in 14 years, and I look like we might be having a nervous breakdown as we've had to take our dogs. So they're like, we need to make sure these people are mentally yeah. stable. Yeah. But they're so sweet. And I could see you doing that because I can Aww. tell how much you love your that, dog. That was a serious edit alert because all she said was that she thought maybe she wanted to be a veterinarian. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would all She's not a veterinarian. <laughs> into my story because that was one of the reasons I decided not to be a vet because that part was so difficult. Um, I worked for um, Dr. Pereira and he's at Banfield by Super Target in mm-hmm. Boyd. Yep. And um, he was a great doctor. <clears throat> but I just kind of got tired of seeing... I mean, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, this family came in and this dude, this guy is so big and they had to put down... Or big German Shepherd, and I was like, I don't really know if this is for me. Yeah, I don't want to get traumatized every week. Yeah. So, with, so yeah. while we're in the edit alerts yeah. of of uh, animal science <laughs> slash veterinary medicine, I'll let you guys know why I didn't become a vet. So the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college, I worked for Dr. Tuberville in Shreveport, Louisiana. And he was like an old school vet. He did none of that nonsense. There was no birthday cards for animals. Oh man! Because he was like he was like a large animal vet. That because the there was less of a market for large animal vets, mm-hmm. also saw mm-hmm. smaller vets or smaller animals. So anyway, I remember uh, this was he had never hired a girl. To work because he did a lot. He did still do some large animal stuff, mm-hmm. and so there's a little bit of a, you know, macho society among vets. Or used mm-hmm. to be. Now there's more women vets than there were men. But anyway, he wasn't sure if he was going to hire a girl. And uh, like in back in the '90s, that was an okay thing to say. Right. Yeah. He, he could call. Yeah. He could call you girl or like sugar. <laughs> He didn't, though. So he weird. didn't. But, but anyway, <laughs> so he, wasn't, he was not convinced he was going to hire a girl just because there was some manual labor involved mm-hmm. with the larger animals. And Anyway, so he he, ha- he let me come on spring break. So it wasn't the summer. It was the spring break before that. 
So he let me come for spring break and work for him on a trial basis to just see if he would hire me for the summer. And so I did. And when we were there, there was this couple that were super like this dog is their baby kind of people. Yeah. And it was a, I think it was like a Doberman that they were puppy that they were getting the ears clipped. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we put the, the dog to sleep, clipped the ears. They got a cone on his head. Dr. Tupperville had put a, like, syringe in his mouth so that he doesn't, like, bite down on his tongue or something like this. And I, my job was to flip the animal over every 30 minutes so that he didn't, like, get fluid buildup and get mm-hmm. pneumonia or something while he was asleep. So, and remember, Dr. Tupperville is not the kind of doctor that is writing uh, happy birthday cards mm-hmm. to your pet. Yeah. So he's he's not like an alarmist by any means. Like these are animals. Like he because he was a livestock kind of vet. Mm-hmm. You know this is this is just an animal. Okay. So uh, I I the dog's name was Kaiser, and I kept flipping. You remember the I remember the dog's, remember name, the dog's name. Well, it was a yeah, like, yeah, don't <laughs> Kaiser Kaiser. Uh-huh. So I kept flipping Kaiser over, and I've told this story many times. Anybody that's like an old school, like college friend that listens to us just because they love me will have heard this story many, many times. But uh, that Kaiser, about the third or fourth time I went in there to, to flip him over, woke up. And he's got the syringes in his mouth. He's got this cone on his head. And he starts like wildly banging his head against the side of the, the crate. And... The syringe flies out, and I see this bloody glob fly across the room and land on the floor. Now, there, this is like kind of dimly lit room. It's mostly just like sunlight, but it's very dark in there. And um, and so I look over there, and I was like, oh my gosh, Kaiser bit his tongue off. And um, and so I go, and Kaiser kind of is still kind of a little bit wigging and there's a bunch of blood like on the newspaper that he is sitting in and so I go up front and I'm like uh Dr. Tuberville uh Kaiser's waking up and he's he's like very unsettled I did not want to tell him under my care and watch (laughs) the dog has bitten his tongue off (laughs) <laughs> because I felt like maybe he wouldn't hire me. Okay. It was just too much personal responsibility. It was too much personal responsibility. And so anyway, he kind of is like, okay, whatever. And then he continues doing what he's doing, talking to these people, whatever. He is not alarmed about the Kaiser situation. He doesn't realize that Kaiser's bleeding out <laughs> from the tongue, you know, being bit off. Right. And so I, you know, I wait as long as I possibly can. And then I'm like, Dr. Tupperville, I really think you need to come check on Kaiser. And his amputated tongue. <laughs> his amputated tongue, which is laying on the dirty floor. And oh, man. so Dr. Tupperville comes back there. He pops a syringe out with like some kind of sedative, pops it into Kaiser's back and turns around and walks off. Doesn't notice the tongue on the floor or all the blood in the cage. And I'm like, this is this is where it's like who are you as a person? Are you the person that just like lets the dog bleed to death? Or are you the person that alerts Dr. Tuberville that the dog has potentially bitten his tongue off? 
Now, I went somewhere in the middle. So I wasn't like, I have known for 30 minutes that the dog has bit his tongue off and it's laying here on the floor. So, but, but I went with, Dr. Tuberville, what's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> and he walks over there. I saved the day. Look what I've Yeah, yeah exactly right. I'm the hero in this story. Um, so this would be one of those shame stories, okay, that we're talking about, like my shame. Um, Dr. Tuberville walks over to the bloody glob, picks it up, and he goes, oh, it's a bloody cotton ball. Plops it in the trash and walks off. <laughs> so the oh, dog had cotton stuffed in his ears. His tongue was intact. His tongue apparently was intact. He was not bleeding out. It oh. was just the bloody uh, cotton ball. And when he was banging it around, that, that was, was a great up. story. Oh. But did you. you just give me a hard time about my stretch? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying there is nothing about that story that is related to Alina other than she told us why she didn't become a vet. I have now told y'all why I have not become a vet. That is oh, why. I, know you I, think, I think the world rejoices that I am not a veterinarian based on that story. And right? it was a good story. Thank you. Now, back to Alina. Yes. We apologize no, for our okay. tangents. Um, so you, you brought us up to post-college back living with parents. How did you meet your husband? Yes. So <clears throat> Daniel and I met at the village. We were both going to the village. Oh, my gosh. Let's see. I graduated in 2008. I think I started going to the village in 2009 or 10. Mm -hmm. um, and then we met in 2011. Um, and we met through mutual friends. So he was friends with this one guy, and I was friends with this guy's roommate. And they had a BCS championship game watching party. It was the year Auburn played Oregon. And at the time, I was working at Barney's New York because... I was a stylist for seven years before I got mm -hmm. into pharmaceutical sales. And so I had walked in from work. It was like 9.30 or something. And I walked into this house and kind of scanned the room and was like, okay, I know everybody here except these three guys. But I don't really care because I was excited to see my girlfriend. So I plopped down on the couch. And the couches are in like an L shape. And so my two girlfriends are sitting on one side and then Daniel is on the end of the other one mm -hmm. of the other sofa and so I sit down and then there's a bowl of chips on the table and I plop it into my lap and I'm talking you know and I didn't know this he told me afterwards but he had put his leg up on the coffee table so that if I walked by I would have to say hi to him oh, that's so, so he had seen cute. me at church that's before. a player move right there Born player. Born player. Yeah. 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 I don't even remember if I did. I guess I did mm -hmm. because he told me afterwards that that was he, he did that. He was kind of he did that on purpose. Yes, nice. yes. by design. So yes. now y'all started talking yes. that night, and he got your number. We and... started talking that night, um, and I was leaving. I was leaving town the next day to go to Colorado to visit visit some friends. Mm -hmm. We had a little trip, and I got back, and I have to tell y'all, I hadn't seen Daniel at church ever. I got back from the trip and went to a birthday party and it was at a bowling alley and he was there. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, 
like this is that same guy, you know. This is the guy with the leg. Yeah, this is this is that guy. No, but I didn't even know that, you know. But so, um, which he's really cool. He's very chill, laid back, Mm -hmm. like just good. If I was not a believer, I might say something like, "He's got a good energy." He does. (laughs) Yeah, Daniel's very. He's just cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's a nine. I don't know. He took it. He, uh, I don't know, because part of me is like he's an eight, mm-hmm. but then really? he took it, and I think he needs to retake the test or just read the book. I'll let yeah, him. We're talking about Enneagram. Him, again. Yes, sorry, Enneagram. We're all in an um, Enneagram Bible, Bible study, study together. Yeah. We're using air quotes on Bible study, <laughs> sorta. Yeah, but I don't know. He has gotten a two before, but I, I don't know. I think sure. he needs to. He ain't but, no two. Yeah, he might be, but you know anybody I like can't be a two. That's not true. Sorry, twos. <laughs> but I feel there's like some counter transference going on. There, right there. really yeah. is. I need to stop. That's so funny. Anyway, so um, so yeah. How long did you date before now? you got married? Yes, we. So Daniel, we met on January 9th, two thousand eleven, and he proposed on January 9th, two thousand twelve. We got married. On June twenty second, two thousand twelve. So we had a short engagement. Okay. So it was kind Smart. of like, he told his dad. I want to say it was like a week and a half or two weeks after we had met mm-hmm. that he could marry me. Mm-hmm. Not that he wanted to, because there were still questions that he needed answered. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he thought that he could. Oh, that's sweet. So I found that out, and, and was he like, did. Oh, no. and, and he, he sure did. did. He got did. those questions answered. Yeah. Put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. So. So you guys have been married for six years? Six years, um, in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Or what are you do for your anniversary? Really Will it be Papa Do's? <laughs> Will it be anything it as fancy be. as that? It might be. Um, I really would love to go see The Lion King, and so I think we're going to go do that. Oh, that sounds fun. So, yeah. Fun. Okay, so uh, sometimes I feel like in these podcasts we kind of dismiss... <laughs> The post-marriage life, but I think we can also hit that mm-hmm. with some of the other questions. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because it definitely is still part of your story. And yes. it's not like once you get married, you've arrived and life ends and everything's yes. fine in a fairy tale. But um, that being said, a few of the other questions are how long have you been at DVC? And how did you come to know Jesus? Which you already kind of told us. I shouldn't ask that. Yeah, that's right. You did third grade. You said you don't remember exactly. I don't GA camp, exactly. maybe. Yes, or well, preteen camp. How long have you been or at DVC? Pre-teen I just heard camp. this, but our was listeners it called preteen camp? It was called preteen camp, and then you, and then when you were in the seventh grade, you went to Sundays camp, and it was all at Mount Lebanon. Oh. Is this like a typical Baptist thing, or is it, was mm-hmm. this just like your church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you went full on. Are your parents still at the same church mm-hmm. you grew up in? Yeah, and we got married so cool. in that church, and it's, the church it, it, is across from Watermark. It's that that Baptist church along the service road, mm-hmm. uh, like between. Uh, I passed it a million times. Hillcrest. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Mil- yeah, I know. Yeah. I passed it a million times. I know that because she told me that before, and I've like that church has been on my radar since I moved to Dallas because I've yeah. drove past it a million times. And your parents mm-hmm. are there, but your dad is not the pastor. He's not the pastor. Well, how long have you been at DBC? I think it's been about two years. Okay, that's and that's and what how the other there. So we so were at, we're the, at village. the village. Yeah, we were at the village, and you know have a great group of friends, awesome community there, but we were wanting something smaller and more intimate. Um, my husband is very gifted in, with finance and loves helping people and, you know, had helped everybody in our small group with their budgets and wanted to take it to the uh. next level, but he just, he wanted a platform to be able to do that. 
Um, and that is just a small example. Um, just how wanting cool to be he able is. To... <laughs> we got to finish this bottle. <laughs> um, pour, and Alina's not drinking. Mm-hmm. So she's just holding the bottle and gesturing I'm not with just, it. Just a teaspoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just wanted something where we could really get involved in. Mm-hmm. You know, Which we've yeah. talked multiple times about the many things we love about DBC. Mm-hmm. But... The size, and I know we're growing, but the size and the intimacy mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things. Um, sure. Just that it's really easy to know people and yeah. that, I mean, even just Kristen wanting to highlight women um, that they know. I think I've shared before that on our first Sunday there, Aaron Armstrong came up and said hi. Like, I just, I love that you're known yes. at that church. You know, yeah. it, um, you said you were listening to the podcast that we did with Paula Quadrado mm-hmm. earlier today. Um, we didn't do the podcast. Alina was listening to it earlier today. But uh, with the potential title for Paula Paula's podcast was going to be You Are Not Anonymous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. But because Paula told a story in that about about how they came to re-engage and they were one of seven people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, into, into the room. But uh, but it is, it, it, it's not just because it's small, but it is small enough that like you really are seen. Mm-hmm. And when you've got, and we all do, gifts, for, gifts that God has given us, they show up there in a way that you can't hide them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So would you so tell true. us a little bit about the ways that you serve at DBC and the ways that God has uniquely gifted you? Yeah. Um, so I already know some of them. <laughs> I love people, um, and I love having people mm-hmm. in my home. Um, I think I got a lot of that from my mom just mm-hmm. growing up. We always had people mm-hmm. in our house. So a little um, bit of hospitality. Yes, and so I just really like people f- to make people feel welcome and mm-hmm. safe, and that they have Which that they matter. Small group leaders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which we yeah. were chatting a little bit before yeah. this earlier. Um, that that's that's a big undertaking. That's a big deal. Yeah, so it has it to be. Um, I think you have to be uniquely gifted to do it, and I think you have to be. Um, really convicted to do it because yeah. it's not it's not always easy it isn't easy a lot of prayer mm-hmm. that's right that's <laughs> yeah good. yeah um so just making people feel welcome um, and so you all lead your small group is that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we do yeah we we love our small group those people became very dear to us very very quickly mm-hmm. um it's really special um i love arts and crafts all things crafty. If you come to my home, it's like DIY, found that in the curb, slapped some paint mm-hmm. on it, you know, sewed this together, recovered these cushions. No, I've so. like shown my <laughs> husband Facebook things. I'm like, she took this <laughs> and made it this because that is so amazing to me. Oh, thanks. You can come over. We can make some stuff together. That, that's, I, I, I think I hit you up a few years ago. Because I knew my limitations. Oh, yeah. I was like, will you please style a photo shoot for my family? Because I have no skill in that area. We will all be wearing jeans and white shirts and look like (laughs) what everybody else looks like if I'm left in charge. No, you can do the khaki pants and a black shirt. That's right. You know what? It's funny. Um, No, I got on Pinterest and had to look up like ideas for family photo shoots. That is super funny. I feel like I have very little 
But that's not that entire shoot. I'm I I am a I am a minor league crafter, but I'm more of a uh, think of like uh, like needlework. Ooh, I'm good at needlework. So okay, like crochet, so like, embroidery, like that kind of stuff. I'm good at. I um, the seven in me, that uh, the enthusiast in me is a um, uh, a jack of all trades and master of none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. And so I can um, I can I can definitely. Uh, get her done I might not get her done perfect yeah but one of the things that I've always like proud prided myself on is um the way I dress my family for a family picture because I'm like no I don't just do a pop of color like we're all wearing one little pop of yellow I'm like no 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 I'm like I my game is on point I will show you later like you will like I know. Like, I, I am some actually pictures. good at it because it looks natural, not like we all decided to wear yellow. That's mm-hmm. not how I do. I don't do that. Like one of us, we each have a yellow accent or something. I don't do like that. But I, I'll show you. I like. I it. just. I, I feel just like, like I'm good feel at. like you're speaking a foreign language, and you lost me at embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, I'm not good at any of that. No, but maybe you didn't have. Maybe you didn't come from a long line of of needle workers. My I, whole family, yeah. like. So some people were cross stitchers, some people were embroiderers, some people were crocheters. But my all of the women in my family do needlework. I do all of them. Crochet is my like that's my a game. Yeah, that's your jam. That's my jam. And yeah. your jam is finding things that I would see Are you a that junker? should belong in a junkyard and making it something beautiful. I love trade days in Canton. Hey, we, we let's go. do it. You let's go. go. You know her mom. Oh my gosh, my mom has a business out there. Like she does. Oh, it's a like the, the white we, trash side, not the crafting <laughs> side. <laughs> oh gosh. But like she rents mobility scooters. But yeah. we could we could maybe even get a deal on a mobility know, right? scooter and so ride around. Just, <laughs> Gayla would hook us up. <laughs> yeah, like could yeah. We, would your mom give? Oh my gosh, could y'all see us three abreast? Riding yes. mobility scooters. Um, can I tell y'all how much I dislike the mobility scooters? No, but I'm like, but I just want to see like a game. Just of, a picture. Of Laura Pace, yes. Alina Sage, and Jessica Denny riding game. like like Wait. riding scooters through Canada. Oh my gosh, no, we should yes. go because I love seeing the eyes, seeing the world through the eyes of somebody who is crafty, yeah, and artistic. Because that is so not me, and I am always amazed by it to the point of. Forcing my anti-Facebook husband to look at oh Facebook gosh. posts of what you have accomplished artistically. Oh, that's and I think really that nice. is a gift. Yeah, I think that is, I, I, I do, I mean, because it's so not me and because it's true, I think that is a way that God has uniquely gifted people. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so when you, if you see what Alina did, like with the tables, like at the Seder dinner, so cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. You, you did it because... Of your four children and one of them always being sick every single There was week. like legitimate projectile vomit or else you know <laughs> oh, I wouldn't man. have failed. I, I didn't think yeah. you failed. <laughs> I'm just saying you didn't get to you didn't get to bear witness to the beautiful yeah, table studies. I have too did. many babies. That's yes. really nice. Was... Well, it, it was sort of funny because, I, you know, I'm bragging on my ability to dress my family for a photo shoot. But let me tell you what, Jamie Grant and I had a conversation. I probably told you this. <laughs> but like we were like, how are we going to serve this chicken? I'm like, what if? Each table just came and got one of the bags of rotisserie chicken and carried it to their table, and they just 
tore pieces off of it with their bare hands like cannibals. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> not cannibals, but barbarians. Yeah, like the like, Vikings. Right, and she was like, I feel like we can do a better job on presentation. And I'm like, meh. You know? <laughs> presentation. But let me like, show you this family photo. But let right. me show you this family photo. Right, so there's things that I'm like, I need people like Alina around me. And apparently I need Jamie Grant too to go, hey, <laughs> look, we are not barbarians. And we don't have to be like total utilitarian in the way that we feed the people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that artistry and crafting um, is a gift because it can speak to a part of people's brains that sometimes in, in, in our culture doesn't get spoken to. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that they can walk into a women's luncheon and see your beautiful table with like, I think I heard you say once that a branch was your inspiration <laughs> and it was beautiful. <laughs> um, that that can speak and, and be spiritually meaningful to somebody or at the very, like just to be drawn to you and to hear your wisdom. Um, so I love that that's a unique gift of yours. Yeah, thank you. How do you, Thanks. like I think we've mentioned a few things, but how, how else do you think God has used your... Gift your gifts. Yeah, your gifts um, in the body. Well, I mean, I helped, I've helped. i helped do things for women's retreat. And you said, you know, the Seder dinner. Um, <clears throat> well, I see you I, every, you're in everything. Like, you're a small group leader. You're hosting tables. You're helping with the women's thing. I'll see you in something else. Like, I've seen you approaching um, women in our church saying, like, asking for good wisdom like I know that I've seen you like talk to Annie Mooney um and I just like you're you seem like constantly seeking ways to serve and grow yeah I'm I try to at least um I just I just really do love people so that is you know I really am just drawn to a bunch of different types of people and just people who don't really feel like they have a place mm-hmm. but then also I might be a seven <laughs> might be a two with a three wing I'm not sure but I would say over the we're past, gonna find out we're this gonna, summer. we sure. will find out and I was like kind of overwhelmed just like I don't feel like I'm any of these and all I feel like I'm all of them mm-hmm. you know um but I would say over the past maybe like four years I've become a little more introspective and I've mm-hmm. realized that you know, I don't want to stay where I am in my faith. And, you know, the Lord has surrounded me by so many awesome women, um, especially at DBC. I mean, everybody is so friendly, and I feel like I could go up and talk to anybody, you know. And they would be like, sure, I'll share this part of my life with you. And so I just wanted to kind of capitalize on that. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, and that's what I've seen you doing. So you're, you're not just saying that. You're living that out. Um, what we haven't touched on is what you do. I mean, we did early a little bit because we talked about how pretty you are. Um, <laughs> you guys are you, so nice. What you do, <laughs> what you do for a living, and how you you think God like uses that. Yeah. So I'm in pharmaceutical sales in the dermatology world. Um, I call on derms and a few podiatrists. Um, in Dallas and Fort Worth and everything. Do you, what, so what's your drug? You do fungal. I actually don't. So my biggest product is called Neosinilar. It's a combination antibiotic um, steroid cream for any dermatosis with a secondary infection. So eggs, you sound so smart, biology major. (laughs) So 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 that what's the podiatrist? What so So, so I was feel like they would be like antifungal kind of. 
So, um, pods will use neosinilar on the feet, like in between the toes. It's something if they're worried about staph, oh, a staph infection. Like a staph infection you got after like they have like the athlete's foot that kind of gets infected because mm-hmm. they're picking and... Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a few, a handful mm-hmm. of places, you know, where podiatrists mm-hmm. can use it. So, yeah, and I um, <clears throat> I really love my job. I love that... Um, you know, I'm in so many different offices every day and I'm, I'm talking to so many different people every mm-hmm. day. And so I think that, um, it is a great playing field for me to mm-hmm. use my gifts. And I started praying probably like a year into this job. I haven't been doing it for that long. October will be three years. Um, mm-hmm. but a, a year in, I was like, okay, I'm here for a reason, and I definitely want to stand out. And so I started praying that the Lord would just make me a light in the offices, you know, mm-hmm. and that that would be, you know, mm-hmm. I would walk through the doors and people would see Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. when they saw me. Because that's really what's going to set me apart, you right. know. And I want, of course, we all want people to like us, but mm-hmm. I really do want people to love Jesus in me, you mm-hmm. know. And so wow. that's kind of how... And it's not always easy. I mean, you know, like, oh, <laughs> there's yeah. frustrating things all the time at work, but it just kind of helps me. It's like my foundation mm-hmm. and grounds. Keeps me grounded because it can get rough. Well, it's rough it, out there on yes, the streets. Yeah, and I, I, mean, <laughs> I think it can be a tough job and mm-hmm. um, to be, like, pitching a certain drug and to mm-hmm. go into a place where maybe you don't know anybody, and I just, that would not be... Something that's easy. Although maybe maybe that's the seven. Let's do a little clink. Yes. Bink and mm-hmm. bink and potentially you are potentially. <laughs> uh, you know I I'm a PA so I um, get uh, a lot of drug reps visiting me too and uh, we get to the place where we feel like the drug reps are our friends like mm-hmm. yeah like because yeah. then they come and maybe that's more I don't know if that's true with derm mm-hmm. but in psychiatry we basically have a drug rep visit us every day like mm-hmm. sit like have lunch with us every single mm-hmm. day so we like they're they're like our lunch break friends and so we're like just yeah. sitting and you know chatting and yeah. but it, but it is it is neat because they do provide such a neat uh, a great service uh to me it's like it's just a reminder of all the new things that they're out there mm-hmm. and different ways we can treat patients that Absolutely. kind of fall off our radar if we don't get reminded but Absolutely, and you know, so I love so I love seeing them because they they do end up becoming friends. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, some of these people, some of these providers and their office staffs that I call on, you know, I see might see them more than some of my friends because mm-hmm. I'm in their offices weekly, and so mm-hmm. it does become it's it's really they interesting. Like like your like yeah, it's yeah. interesting because you end up creating these relationships with these people that. It's just a hard balance, you know, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I really care about you. And, you know, like my partner and I, one of our PAs just had a baby last week, Mm -hmm. you know, and like we got her a gift and they, they just become really dear to you. Well, and it sounds like just right there that you're saying they're dear and you're getting gifts for their babies and right there, God's using your giftedness about caring for people with just what you do at work, not necessarily with your task, but with the way you interact with other people. Yeah. And I'm guessing Alina Sage does not hand people gifts in a Target bag unwrapped. <laughs> like Jessica No, she uses a tree branch and makes it beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Aww. I have sometimes handed my friends gifts in a Target bag. Like, 
here's here's the gift I have for you. <laughs> Presentation other than other than the photo of the family uh-huh. is not my A game. Yeah. You know, I'm like Grab the rotisserie chicken by the leg <laughs> and plop it on the table. Elena Sage would never do that. No, oh, she would not. Well, I mean, sometimes running tight on time. So. <laughs> I actually, I went to a, one of my sweet friends had a birthday dinner on Friday. And I was like, I can't find any bags. I don't have any bags small enough. So I just was like, this tissue paper is cute. Just kind of wrapped it there up. There you go. Made it look like a piece of candy. That's <laughs> but, okay. okay. You don't even, you know, even you're procrastinating. <laughs> Looks better than whatever I could come up with. No. <laughs> no. I still, as a grown-up, have not figured out how to, like, wrap it, wrap a box properly. It's hard! Yeah, I'm better at gift bags. I'm, I, I know Lydia Lydia thinks, Lydia's my daughter, she thinks I can fluff uh, gift paper well, too. So maybe maybe oh. I do have, like, a unique giftedness from the Lord. That's how, yes. I, how I can. She's like, well, you fluff like last week when we gave teacher appreciation. Will you fluff the paper? I feel like you do such a good job at it. Oh. I, I, you know. Set fluffing. that bar low. She says that bar low. That's yeah. right. Mama. <laughs> Although she's also said to me, Mom, do you want to watch Dancing with the Stars? I'll turn on the TV since it's hard for you. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it is hard for me. I, I told Kyle I want to harken back to the days where you'd really just got to press a button and then mm-hmm. I can turn the knob. All this technology is just too, too much. much. It's too much for me. So. You're you're spending your, your efforts uh, in making family attire attractive for pictures. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, okay, so tell us what your and I feel like we have to be really careful when we say this because I don't know how it's playing on the podcast but what would your big ask <laughs> with the K what would your big ask prayer what would your big ask prayer be I would say right now just wisdom in uh, the direction I'm supposed to go with my job mm. um, so I recently became a spin instructor which is I, so awesome and I'm, I really like, when you posted that, I put in my calendar a Lena spin class you because did. I really want to go. So it's happy. on my phone. Yes. Yeah. And so, I really love it. I mean, people are probably like, how can you add anything else to your schedule when your goal this year was to say no? She's a seven. To simplify, Annie was probably like, Annie's my mentor. She was probably mm-hmm. like, we talked about simplifying, mm-hmm. but I figured... I really love doing it, and I'm doing it in the morning anyway. I might as well mm-hmm. make a buck and help there some you people, go. you know. And so, um, but I'm really excited about that. But then just balancing that with my current job, and then maybe starting a family soon. And so, just kind of wisdom and guidance in that. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really have a heart for, again, for people and women. And mm-hmm. so. I'm just trying to hear from the Lord on what he actually wants me to do because I don't know if I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously I'm here. I'm supposed sure. to be here right now, but like mm-hmm. long term, well, I don't know if God wants me to stop working and just like have Bible studies at my mm-hmm. house, you know, or I don't know. So start some ministry were... or be pour into one ministry more. I, I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. When we were talking, um, earlier at the Enneagram Bible study that we were doing, uh, did any of that resonate with you when we, we were, I was talking about like that 
can can you say no? And yes. I'm like, sure, I can say no. I don't know no. if you heard me. I, like, leaned forward when you started talking about that because I relate to that 100%. Like, you think 100%. you can say no, but mm-hmm. you don't say no to anything that mm-hmm. sounds remotely interesting. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, this would be fun, you know, mm-hmm. or I would really love to help with this. You know, that's so cool. What, what, what you know, an mm-hmm. awesome cause. And, and so. thank, thank God for, for, for those sevens because then they say yes when, whenever I've said yes to something like, well, I've like like the Seder and then the sevens like, that the, the Alina is like, sure, I'll spend my whole day Saturday and Sunday doing <laughs> Getting ready for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for yeah. this. Sure. Yeah. I feel like so Sounds like fun. Well, I think that that makes y'all, and maybe me, because I don't know what number I am, but um, optimistic and hopeful and very uh, open and welcoming to what God's going to do mm-hmm. in, in, in those experiences. and While we run from our inner pain. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is why, back to the Enneagram, which is why I'm wondering if I am a seven, because I feel like I've tapped more into that. You know, my own feelings and really like processing how mm-hmm. I'm thinking because you know it's so easy for us maybe to do all these things and then seven. maybe mm-hmm. we'll find out. We'll find, find out. out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think there's something to that too. I mean, obviously, the Enneagram is all about what your motivations are, but just being whether you're in into the Enneagram or not, just being aware of what is motivating you. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm not trying to be cheesy. I definitely don't want another purpose-driven Cheese I will never live down. Cheese us out. But I think shoot that's Christian say. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Throw down a shoot Christian say. <laughs> I feel like that's a reflection of your openness to what God has for you. That you're really, this is another one, holding what your future looks like with an open hand. Saying, God, what do you have for my career? God, what do you have for the timeline of what we're going to do with our family and that that you're just saying if you want me to quit and open up my home for bible studies i will do that that you just don't have a lot of skin in the game for doing something that god doesn't want you to do laura what's what's that mantra we that i that i say all the time let's just see what happens that's right <laughs> that's right, right? Yeah. let's just There's see an what intentionality happens. with yeah. how you're approaching that to see not just let's what let's see what happens, but let's see what God does. Yeah, and I think that can be really hard. I think that can be it because is. we do get our ego involved. We do get, hey, I'm three years into this career. Mm-hmm. What is that going to look like? And mm-hmm. and so I I love seeing um, your openness to just saying, God, this is this is you, this is your destiny. I want people to see you in me. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want that to look like, please let me walk through that with grace and, and, and willingness. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to have that mindset at least. Alina, can you think of a time? I think Alina's like cold call. Like I, I mean, she knows she was, she knows she was going to be interviewed by us, but I don't think we even sent her the questions. We're like, nah, she can handle it. <laughs> but <laughs> I did send her the questions. Oh, you like, did? I did it like at like six. <laughs> I, I looked at them when I pulled up, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. Because but I did say, no pressure. I know you'll do great without having looked at it, It's funny. Although I told Laura, I literally said to Laura, let's just see what happens in the text. <laughs> Which I feel like this one more than others. We went way off the rails. Like, <laughs> well, what happens is we tell 
lots of irrelevant stories. That's what that's uh-huh. what happens. We know that now. Yeah, we know that now. But uh, what what I was gonna ask you has now like flipped out of my mind. Oh, I know what I was gonna ask you. Can you think of a time where God has showed up in a big way in your life? That yes. I think that's a question that I I love to hear mm-hmm. that answer. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. So I was I was thinking about this actually because. Y'all ask Paula this too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm generally a very positive, happy, upbeat mm-hmm. person. But I had a bad injury last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't work out or do really anything for about, it was almost a year. I mean, it was about nine months, almost a year. Um, and that was really, really, really hard for me. Um I had never experienced any type of depression um, and just kind of like, what's going on? Um, Gained a bunch of weight, you know, in all of that process. And so the Lord was really, really sweet to me. Um, And he is just, it's so neat that the Lord knows us so well and he knows how we will hear from him. I have a hard time sitting. I'm a doer. I'm always doing something. So that was especially hard for me because I couldn't do very much. Um, But the Lord knew that he would need to speak to me through my friends. And so they were so instrumental in just the encouragement and the prayer and the healing and all of that Mm -hmm. process. That was like really special for me. I felt like that really, that really difficult season, um, the Lord grew my faith because he revealed himself in a way that was very specific and catered to my needs and the mm-hmm. way that I'm wired. And so does that kind of answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, yeah. No, I, that's, I think special. that's a fantastic answer and it, it's, you know, that's huge, but it's also mm-hmm. little. And mm-hmm. I love that God shows yeah. up in those little details yeah. of just saying, this is how you're wired. You're very clearly a people person, and I want you to hear from your people some mm-hmm. encouragement when you're feeling really discouraged. And I, mm-hmm. um, like I said, we don't know each other really well, but I remember when you were walking through that, mm-hmm. and you were staying positive and, and hopeful, um, but it was hard. It was really That's hard. hard. And, and you kind of start realizing what part of my identity is tied up in this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm so glad that you listened to people that you didn't withdraw and that, and that God was able to kind of champion you through that really tough experience, like tough and just what could be really discouraging. And I also just remember that Daniel was amazing. Yes. And in, in, in that, was, in that time. Yes. God has given me a very good man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, this is related, but I, you don't know the story, <laughs> but we went to, Yosemite last year for our five-year anniversary and this was kind of in the middle of my injury and we he is like all about hiking and rock climbing and so I was like okay we're gonna do this and it's gonna be awesome well we were doing like 16 mile hikes oh serious yes in a day and so I think it was like the second day we were in Yosemite we hiked up I don't even remember what it was but I cried for over half of the hike because I was in so much pain but I wanted it to be so much fun for him but he felt bad because I was trying to you know muster through it and um he 
like every three steps was asking me how I was doing and was encouraging me and he was like we've gone this far we're gonna walk 10 more steps and we're gonna stop at this rock and we're gonna have some Gatorade and we're gonna eat this granola bar I mean he did that for 16 miles and my heart just grew so much for my husband in that time because I was in excruciating pain. I mean, I couldn't walk. I could barely walk. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're going we're gonna to climb this mountain together. That reminds so, me. I, I, don't, I can't now see, see, because I, um, it's been a while. I can't remember if it's in the Samuels or the Kings, but there's uh, a story about, King David when they get when they get the Ark of the Covenant back and it says he can't he can't take six steps without like stopping and dancing mm-hmm. and celebrating mm-hmm. and that they have it back mm-hmm. and that's that, that I don't know what that that story is make me like just every six steps he knew what you were doing for him right and, and he, he was able to back into you and yeah. was patient and encouraging and I mean, you were you were Every six steps lit up after that. I mean, I, I remember you saying, because I, 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 I was just commenting on how beautiful your pictures were and how much fun it looked, and and that was your, your takeaway was just how amazing mm-hmm. he had been, which yeah, I think that was, y'all have a sweet marriage. Thank you. It was, it's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, I feel it's like been that's been the, lot. the common mm-hmm. thread in so many of the guests that we've had mm-hmm. is just marriage that kind of closeness doing life with somebody um it just changes you and it can come with the greatest victories and the greatest challenges Mm -hmm. and um I think y'all I mean just the way y'all talk about each other when I've been around you y'all y'all are very um complimentary of each other um well I thank you for coming on and for Coming on last minute, kind of. We moved you up 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. Um, and just being willing to share. And I, you know, we've we've been having, um, I think we've said this before, that we've had kind of a hard time. Not hard time. Some people are hesitant. We did not, it did not occur to Laura and I that anyone would be reluctant <laughs> to be interviewed. Yeah. Until last week when you were like, we're going to have to do you because no one's coming on. <laughs> and I was like, Wait. We should be able to find somebody else. Yeah. And my motivation in, in wanting to find somebody else was like, there has to be somebody who's better than me and more interesting than me and more gifted than me. But mm. you you are, I think you exemplify what we're doing because you came on not wanting to talk about yourself, but you were really glorifying God. And, and that's, what, that's what this is about, is we're telling God's story. We're not telling our own. And what God's done for you. So we appreciate you. Thank you. And we just think you're great. Oh, thanks, Speaking guys. for you, because I'm just assuming that no one could not think she's great. Oh, oh I know. Thank I you, know. guys. So, it's been fun. Thank you so much, Alina. And thanks for joining us. And I hope you join us next week on uh, Embarrassment of Riches. Bye. Bye. Bye.